Welcome to Strings for the Soul and Spirit, a podcast of the Soul Care Ministry at the Ram Church International. This broadcast is dedicated to promoting wholeness in the body of Christ through conversations at the intersection of faith and mental health. As shepherds, pastors are on the front line of caring for those in need of healing. They walk with people through tragedies, counseling them through crisis, and sit with them in their suffering. Healing work is a giving of yourself. So who cares for those who care for everyone else? Last month was Clergy Appreciation Month. And although October is the month we set aside to celebrate our pastors, we want all our pastors to know that we honor them all year long. So big shout out to all our pastors, Bishop Younger, Pastor Marvin Simakeri, and uh, Pastor Westgate. We love you all and pray for you. And also for all the pastors out there doing God's work. So today we are excited to have on today's show our very own Pastor Marvin. Welcome, Pastor Marvin. Hey, everyone out there. <laughs> Hi, awesome. Great to have you here today. Good to be here. Wow. Tell us a little bit about who you are and your function at the Ram Church International. Okay. Um, who who am I? I am just a, a young man trying to figure it out in the world. No. <laughs> um, uh, I serve as the executive pastor at the Ram Church International. I'm married. Uh, I have one daughter, several businesses outside of the church. Uh, just a busy man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you so much. Uh, I'm glad to have you here to talk about this very important topic. Yes. Um, I, I feel like we don't talk enough about pastors' mental health. Mm, very true. <laughs> right. So, and, you know, pastors hold a significant influence in terms of their reach and their impact. And, and there's data um, from the National Alliance of Mental Illness that shows that houses of faith in America reach about 70% of the population every month. But we find that not only do few pastors address mental health on the pulpit, but even fewer are open and honest about their own mental health struggles. What effect does the way pastors approach mental health have in the church? Wow. Um, I think pastors, as the leaders, set the example, set the temperature for the room. So if pastors embrace it, then it encourages everybody else to embrace it. If the pastors are talking negative about mental health, uh, if they're saying, you know, mental health is a lack of faith, then that's probably going to spread throughout your church. So the church is probably a reflection. The mental health of the church is probably a reflection of how the, the leaders handle it mm. and what they say about it. For sure. People are looking for past to pastors for direction, for guidance. Right. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, um, a lot of times people fall into shame uh, because pastors are not open and they don't talk about, you know, mental health as as they don't normalize it on the pulpit. So right. they can't deal with their own mental health and they don't know how to navigate the mental health of their own family members. Hmm. So it's a concerning thing when we hear in the media stories about high profile pastors who struggle with mental illness or died by suicide. And the truth is most likely some of these pastors are just a few ones that did make it to the news. 
do you think that depression and mental illness among pastors is a much bigger issue than what we acknowledge? Yes, I def I definitely believe that. I think, um, first of all, any person trying to figure themselves figure themselves out, figure a life out, um, is probably dealing a lot mentally, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Now, a pastor or any leader that's a that's leading a flock of people. Not only are you dealing with your personal stuff and you're trying to figure it out, now you you have tons of people pulling on you. Mm. And uh, it yes, it, it is a lot. It um you know even if you're not having the issue, but you know one of your flock uh, come and they meet with you and they're going through something as naturally as a spiritual leader, as a spiritual father, spiritual covering, you're gonna go. You're going through that with them. And, yes. and, you know, that's now that's picking up the weight of multiple people as, as well as the weight that you have, your personal things, your family. Um, so it, it is something that we definitely have to acknowledge. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's some kind of secrecy going around, I mean, around that where perhaps if I'm vulnerable about my mental health, the, the sheep, they won't see me as strong. So mm -hmm. I can't come out and say I'm struggling with issues. So I have to put up this strong front in, in, in front of the flock. Right. Even though if 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 more pastors would be transparent, that would probably really uh, bless the people. One, because it lets us let's let's us all know, like, OK, we're all on the same boat. Mm. You know, we all have issues. We all deal with things. Um, but sometimes when we just present ourselves like, no, we got to be the strong one 100 percent of the time. Um, it, it gives a wrong impression. Now we're, you know, I don't want to say we're faking it, but mm. a, a part of us is faking it because maybe that day I don't have it all together. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, as leaders, we, we have to be the strong ones, mm -hmm. but there, there have to be moments of weakness. There have to be moments of transparency. I think it, uh, again, it, uh, encourage the people that, you know, it's okay. Right. It's Okay. And so, and then the other part of that too, we have to be careful that we don't use, and, and I'm talking about leaders and pastors, that they don't use the pulpit as their therapy room. Wow. <laughs> I think Bishop says it, you, you're preaching and you're bleeding. Mm, you know, you're, yeah, bleeding I, you're bleeding on the people. You're bleeding on the people. Yeah. That, that's it. You're bleeding on the people. Oh, uh, you, you even see that with worship mm. singers sometimes. Worship leaders, they're leading a song and they're carrying this pain and now this whole spirit of pain is all over the people and you're like i came in with joy but now i'm depressed and i don't even know why i'm depressed <laughs> but no that that that's a serious thing that's a serious thing that um wow you know um you're bleeding on the people mm. no that is and i and i'm and i'm praying that this broadcast will reach other pastors and and other people in in, in leadership and ministry is that you can share and connect with people from your vulnerable places, but you should have done the work outside that now you're sharing from a healed place, from a, right. a, from a stronger position. Right. And be honest, mm -hmm. be honest, you know, um, even to say, you know what, I went through something this week, you know, um, and now with social media, people know everything about people's lives. Right. You know, so people are looking to see how do you respond? You know, are you being strong in this situation? And, and I think it's OK for you to say, look, I'm in the process. Um, but I think it's it's a level of honesty. And and but you do have to be at the point where you're not bleeding over people. And sometimes pastors have a, have a fear of of, you know, giving a pulpit to, to to somebody else because of how they 
they feel like they have to be there. They have to present this image. And sometimes the pastor needs a sabbatical. Coming back to that question, you know, who cares for those who care for everybody else? Right, right. You know, and in in, in my position, I don't want to pull on my pastor because I see the work that he's doing, but then I don't want to pour on the people I'm supposed to be leading. Mm. So you're kind of like in this middle place, like, all right, what about me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first step to creating change is to be honest about the problem, right? Just like you said, you know, I recognize I need someone. Right. Um, the church has been guilty, especially in our, you know, our African-American community of spiritualizing away, you know, emotional and mental issues, uh, you know, pray about it or have faith, you know, those type of things that almost dismiss what the person is going through. And, um, Although some progress has been made in that area, you know, there's more awareness, like with social media, uh, we're talking more and more about mental health in the church, trying to normalize it. You know, what more can pastors and churches do in terms of shifting some of those limiting beliefs and that keep people from getting the help they need? Not to not to plug our ministry. But I think one of the blessings of the Ramp Church is we added a ministry called Soul Care that you lead out. Elder Brian Crutchfield helps out. Um, so having that available for people to know, like, listen, if there's something you're dealing with and you need someone to talk to, we have qualified people, mm. uh, trained people, spirit filled. Yeah. And trained people that can that can give you both perspectives, you know. Um, so so have, having that available, not judging people. Um we're, I think we're in a weird place where, when it comes to mental trauma, we're we're bridging the where no one ever had, no one ever talked about it, and now people use it so much. Mm, or, wow, you, yeah. you're dealing with something. Oh, that's mental <laughs> yeah. trauma, you know. Or yeah, you know, they they're just, uh, you know, it's because of what they're going. You know, it's because of something. You know, I don't know. But it's just we throw it around so much. So now mm -hmm. you don't know who's serious. Who's not. Mm -hmm. Is everybody going through something? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is everybody in, in, in having mental health issues, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I guess finding the place of when is it a real issue? When is it really a mental health issue? Yeah. Um, and what are the ways that to, to tackle that issue? So having the counselors available, um, having forums where, where the honest forums, like we had the grief, um, uh, we had the the lady that that wrote the book about yeah, grief. Yes, uh, mm -hmm. Pastor um, Tony mm -hmm. came in a week ago, and and you know, hearing her talk about grief, I was like, wow, a lot of things that she says on the wrong ways to handle grief is a lot of things I've been guilty of. Wow, you know, um, but I, I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't know until I heard somebody explain, no, these this is the right right way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So having having not just our church services, we're always going to have them. Yeah. We're always going to have our fire services for sure. Yeah. But have, having those forums where people can talk about issues they're dealing with, mm. you know, I think I think would be helpful and would encourage people to to be free to, to talk about it. Because one thing the enemy does is they, the enemy makes us feel like we're the only one going yes. through that situation. Wow. And if you can get into an open place where you realize, wait, no. My sister's going through this. Mm. My brother's going through this. And they're overcoming it. Mm -hmm. You know. And and something you said, so many people resonated with her. And like you said, connecting 
on on that same level being validated what you're going through is valid right and you don't have to feel with you know yes. be filled with shame or guilt like no let's normalize this this is how it is yeah i like what you said make you know allow the person to to be heard mm -hmm. and to feel like you what you feel is valid you know what you feel is val valid it may be you know, contaminated by things and so forth, but we can't disqualify how you feel. Yeah. And let's get to that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, with, with in your role, like you understanding you do so much, but coming to that awareness, I need my own help. Uh, other leaders are not there. Other pastors are not there. In fact, you know, there are some that, like, as I mentioned, you know, the conversation is so polarized. There are those who say, oh, no, we don't need therapy. This is secular. God handles all things, which is true. I mean, we find in the word of God the answers to all the issues of life. Um, but God gives grace to just like he gives grace to the doctors to address right. our health issues. Right. He gives grace to therapists to address, you know, our mental health issues. Right. Um, do you think it is valid that that some people think, you know, getting therapy is a sign of weakness or lack of faith? Honestly, it's, it's a sign of strength, because if you recognize the issue and you're finding you're trying to find a way out of the issue, then you're really not weak. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the weak person is the one that's going to just keep running from it or keep, you know, being numb to whatever that they're facing and thinking something's going to change. The person that's that's strong enough to say, you know what? No, I need help. Mm. And if this is the way for me to get it, then I'm going to do it. To me, that's the strong person. And and here's the thing, though, you know, we think about uh, the analogy of uh, a bottle of, of soda mm -hmm. and it's it's locked. It was you shake it. Once you open it, it's going to go everywhere. Right. So if you keep bottling up these issues oh, that you're gosh. dealing with, it's going to come out and it's going to be nasty when it right. comes out. Right. It's going to be messy. So uh, it's <laughs> And better. It's, better, it's better to come out in a room with uh, a qualified counselor as opposed to mm. all over social media, all, you know, all, all on the people. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> absolutely. I think of um, Charles Spurgeon, the great, the great preacher. Yes. Um, you know, he struggled with depression in his ministry due to some events in his life, but he was open and honest about it. He talked about it in his sermons, in his writings. Um, and even we see that, too, in the Bible with with leaders, God's leaders like Elijah and David. Mm -hmm. They struggle with their own um, issues. What are the, what do you think is keeping pastors from being open and honest uh, with their own issues? And like we said, the sign of weakness. When you talked about David and Elijah, and I think about Moses, mm. I think about you know what what he was going through. First of all, trying to lead people that were going through their own mental trauma because they were they were used to this bondage. And yeah. Now, Whew, now they're so brought out of it, and. And, you know, we, we see how much mental trauma they were facing because mm -hmm. they're like, no, we'd rather go back. We're like, wait a minute. Don't you remember everything you went through? Yeah. But you'd rather go wow. back. So he's trying to lead that. He's having the complexities of, am I even qualified for mm. this? And and like you said, it got to the point where maybe maybe if he had dealt with it a different way, it wouldn't get to the point where he would have been so angry and struck the rock and miss mm. his own blessing. Wow. <laughs> because he didn't have the proper way to channel uh, the frustration with the people that he was going, going, um, having, um, 
What was your question? <laughs> yeah, no, that that's it. I mean, I think, you know, what it, things that keep them from being open is, you know, that sense of, oh, I don't want to be weak in front of the people. Yeah, condemnation, mm. shame. Um, and also a trusted voice, a trusted voice where they don't feel judged. Um, no one's going to, they don't feel like it's going to be exposed later mm. on. Just somebody... Yeah, who they can trust. You know, one of the questions I was going to ask you, I know you're interviewing me, but I yeah. have a question for you. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's, I have Q&A later on. Um, what is the difference? Because I I know I felt this way, like, well, as long as I have someone to talk to, mm -hmm. why do I necessarily need to go to a counselor and pay? Mm, you know? Okay. Well, if I, yeah, I, I can talk to my wife or I can talk to, to my friend or my accountability partner. I know there's a difference, but I wanted to hear your perspective. So I, I, we have to separate, uh, and, and this comes to levels of care, right? Mm -hmm. Levels of support. My family, my friend, my spouse, they have this uh, love for me. They, they're going to be there. They're going to listen, but they don't have the capacity to be unbiased about my issues. Mm, yeah. And to look <laughs> beneath the surface to what else is at the root of things. Right. So we need all of these levels. We need our family. We need our pastors. But we also need to recognize there are levels of care and mm. be able to say, hey, I, I love you. I want to be here for you. But what you're dealing with is beyond my expertise. Wow. It's beyond what I can handle. I think you need to talk to somebody else. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, on the other end, too, we don't want a burden. You don't want your, because your wife is going to stress out. She's going to worry. Right. She's going to be, she's going to carry your pain. She's going to carry it with her. And I think being mindful of the level of what they can handle and what you want to put on them. That's right. Yep. So, yeah. I, and I think that's the same thing for pastors. Is you, <laughs> I've always heard um, um, bishops say that there are certain things you you don't want to tell your spouse mm. uh, um, because their job is to always love you and protect you. Mm -hmm. So as a pastor, you know, you're a pastor and a prophet. So you you're seeing past the situation and you're seeing maybe this person is going to hurt me again. But as the pastor, you still have a heart for them and not everybody carries that pastor's heart. Yeah. So therefore, it is hard to also communicate some of the things you're dealing with to somebody that doesn't have that pastor's heart. Oh, wow. That's so good. Yeah. You know, so that, that could be another reason why some pastors internalize everything as opposed to feeling like they can go out to speak to somebody. And now with social media and everyone trying to compare themselves, <laughs> you know, um, everyone's mm. putting out their best image, yes. you know, with all yeah. the filters, mm. you know, it makes you think like, oh, they got it. That is one thing that we need to kind of debunk is that no one has it together. No one has it together. And when we look at the human side, we are all struggling with something. That's part of our human weakness. And, um, you know, we have to provide that, you know, horizontal support, peer to peer, brother to sister, uh, brother to brother, sister to sister. But then we have our pastors over us leading and guiding us. Um, and then we have God. We have God there too. Um, but yeah, no one is uh, no one is perfect. Um, you mentioned something earlier that I think is so key in helping pastors, you know, take those steps to to care for their own uh, own souls. 
uh, is that they need a they need a safe place. They have a hard time finding a safe place and to be vulnerable, right? Um, how can what are some resources that churches can make available for pastors uh, or some safe safe places they can create for pastors? Schedule for your pastor a day of rest, mm-hmm. right? Um, a day of we're not gonna we're not calling you about anything. We have the proper people in place. We're trusting them, and this is your day of rest mm-hmm. because you know, like ministry, seven days, twenty four hours. We're like the Seven Eleven. We always open, you know. Yeah. So, so even sanctifying the time for them, um, and that starts with with the staff to say, no, mm. we're going to, we're going to set this apart. We're mm-hmm. going to your calendar. We're setting this apart. And, and probably, you know, finding a counselor and saying, Hey, we made an appointment appointment for you once a month. Oh, just so go, good. Go. I just love go. that. It's already done. It's paid for, uh, you know, no, that go. part, that part. Okay. Anyone, this is really, really good. Getting, making it easy for the pastor to get help. Right. So good. I like that. Um, so, you know, in terms of encouraging those who are listening and maybe it's clicking, it's like, okay, I do need help. What encouragement can you give to some pastors who are really struggling right now and going through some hard times, whether it's in the ministry or in their personal life? Mm. Well, I would tell pastors to, sometimes we have an unhealthy expectation of what our pastor supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. I think it's even tougher for African-American pastors because of some of the communities where we pastor, where the pastor doesn't just come in and preach on Sunday and he's kind of free the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of African-American pastors are surrogate fathers. (laughs) You know, um, we're at the kids' graduations. we're Mm. um, We're at the hospital for everybody, everybody that's sick. And, and it's, it's a part of our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of us are happy, are happy to do that. But we also have to, we also have to create real boundaries. Mm, so good. And not feel like, and not have that savior complex where, you know, we have to bail everybody out. Mm. We have to be the one like, no, 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 no. Jesus is their savior. We present Jesus. We do what we can, but there are sometimes we have to step back. Um, so even to just to create those boundaries to to give the congregation that what uh, a healthy expectation of what a pastor's role is supposed yeah. to be, and for the pastor to understand that as well. Yeah. Um, to also, you know, like we talked about, uh, to create times to rest, mm-hmm. create times. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best things I think Bishop has done in the past few years is December is his month of sabbatical because mm-hmm. he he goes hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too hard. We we try to <laughs> you know. We've tried to actually schedule days of rest for him. It doesn't work, but at least <laughs> at least the month of December, he says, you know, I'm shutting down, yeah. I'm traveling. Yeah. And um, and I think that's a good time for him to be refreshed, mm-hmm. to relax, and and just to get hear hear God again and, and get a fresh vision for the people mm-hmm. and for himself. Mm-hmm. Um so I would I would just encourage pastors that God has given you everything you need for this assignment. Yes. Um, it's okay to ask for help. Yes. Um, it's probably, it's God's desire for you to get help. Mm-hmm. You know, when the apostles went out to, to, to do mission work, they didn't go by themselves. Mm. They, had, they had other brothers, other sisters that, that went with them and they were able to pull from each other. Mm-hmm. So, um, don't, 
get help now. Don't don't bleed on the people. Yeah. Don't don't let whatever you're dealing with um, end up killing you mm. or pulling keeping you from the pro- the promise like Moses when when God has given us the grace. Wow, you know, and He's given us the grace to keep us from falling. So mm-hmm. let's let's operate off of that grace and and use the resources that we have. Wow, that is powerful. That is that is really great message to pastors, and I pray that um, they can take this to heart. Uh, there's there's no way you can consistently pour out without being poured into, right. without needing that refreshing, and your soul needs it. Mm. Your soul needs it. You know, you're dealing with people's crisis, their tragedies, their suffering. It takes a toll on your own soul, on your own mental health. Uh, it's something we call vicarious trauma. Mm. Uh, is that you you have not experienced the the trauma firsthand. But the effects of the trauma also impact you. Right. And so it, it, it's, a, it's something they require. They need help. You need to be healthy to help somebody else on their journey. And if we've done what we've been able to do, broken mm-hmm. and going through whatever we're going through, mm-hmm. how much more effective, how much more powerful can we be if we are free? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How much more can we pour from a full, a full vessel? You know, absolutely. We're so grateful for these men and women of God. Like you said, God has graced them to care for the sheep. Uh, but ultimately, God is the great shepherd. Yes, and um, that uh, cares uh, cares for His sheep, cares for all of us, and uh, He's looking to the pastors too uh, to look to Him for help. That's right. And so we're so he says he'll be our inheritance. He tells the Levites, look, I'll be your inheritance. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. So, yeah, we, yeah, we, <laughs> that's, 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 that's key. What you said, you know, um, we, we have that same grace that um, we're telling our people. Mm-hmm. That he has them. We have the same access mm-hmm. and it's not just for, okay, what's the word for somebody else? Mm-hmm. No, what's the word for me? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, what's yeah. the healing, what the healing I need for me, the deliverance I need mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Wow. Well, we thank God and we're always praying for all our pastors uh, that God will cover them. God will shield them and continue to multiply his grace towards them. I am so grateful and thankful for to have you here today. You really blessed us and poured into us. So Praise uh, God. thank you. Thank you and so much. I congratulate you with the work that you're doing. Thank for you. For taking so this much. ministry and you've been running with it. <laughs> I know it's probably awkward for me to do this on your podcast, <laughs> but for the you know for the past few years you've been running with this, and um, I know you've uh, met with a lot of people. Some I know, some I don't know, mm-hmm. and um, you're you're helping the pastors. Oh wow! And, Praise um, God! Yeah, so pastors, if you can have a team like this, mm-hmm. that that will help you a lot. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm so grateful for your words, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope today's broadcast has been a blessing to you. For questions or comments about the show or the Soul Care Ministry, email us at soulcare@therampchurch.com or visit us on Facebook under Soul Care Ministry. We invite you to join us again next week for another episode. Until then, may God renew and refresh your soul and your spirits. <laughs>